This is On The Radar, episode 131, and as always, it's me, Radar, and we're going to come talk to you about local and national sports and pop culture. Let's get straight to the news. Rest in peace to Wendy Rieger, the longtime fiction local television news, died Saturday at age 65. She uh, was a news anchor for News 4 for all these years, passed away from brain cancer. Rest in peace to her. Rest in peace to Rico Hackford. The American actor known for playing Toby in the series Treme. He passed at the age of 51. And uh, he was in a few things like Safe, Exit to Eden, Deja Vu, I Love Your Work, Blood In, Blood Out, Treasure Island, etc. He also was in the 2010 Jonah Hex film. And then was in American Crime Story, True Detective, and Pam and Tommy. Rest in peace to him. Rest in peace to Elizabeth Reese Williams. The socialite, who was a wife to Richard Harris and Rex Harrison, and later a prison chaplain's wife, was 85. She passed away. Rest in peace to George Carlin's brother, who passed away. His brother Patrick was a comedic writer, and they were part of a stand-up duo. While George Carlin was a famous, his brother also did a lot of stand-up and performing. His brother passed away at the age of 90. Rest in peace to him. Rest in peace to Hockey Hall of Fame legend Mike Bossy, who played for the Islanders for his whole 10-year career. And in that career, he won Rookie of the Year. He won the Consumite Trophy in the 82 playoffs as the most valuable player in the leading Bing for the high-quality performance three times. He led the NHL in goals twice and second three further times. He was voted to the first all-team five times to the second all-team. He is one of only two players to score consecutive goal, winning goals in Stanley Cup and only played to record four game-winning goals in one playoff series. He's the all-time leader in average goals per regular season game, holds third-highest all-time average points scored, and one only five players scored 50 goals in 50 games, although the other three did it faster. He tied for the record for most of the equal season, Wayne Gretzky, as his were consecutive as opposed to Gretzky's being non-consecutive. He's thus the sole holder of most complete, fifth, most consecutive 50 goals. Steve, he was elected to the Hall of Fame in 1991 and was considered one of the greatest hockey players ever. Just a little fact: a lot of people don't talk about him, even though he's one of the greatest players ever. It's because he probably only played for 10 years. A lot of guys like Kretzky and others played for like 12, 15, 30 years. His first season, he got 53. Then he got 69, which was leading it. Then he got 51. Then he got 68, 64, 60, 51, 58, 61. Okay, in his last season, he got 38. Still not bad. I don't know how people don't put him under the same spotlight as other players like Gordie Howe and Wayne Gretzky. Rest in peace, Liz Sheridan. We all know her for playing Jerry's mother in Seinfeld and the nosy neighbor Mrs. Orkmonic in the sitcom Al. She also was in a lot of stage and other things. She passed away at this age of 93. The last thing she was in was trim and play the game. And when it comes to television, the last thing that she did was voicing a character in American Dad. She also was in seven episodes of Life with Louie, the animated show as well, and uh, Empty Nest. Besides from being on that show, Seinfeld, she was in the A-Team a few episodes. And it's just in back-to-back week, you have Estelle Harris, who played the mother of George Costanza, passed away. And now the woman who played Jerry Seinfeld's mother, Liz Sheridan, passed away, age 93, rest in peace. Rest in peace to basketball player Wayne Cooper. He played for the Warriors, the Mavericks, Trailblazers, and Nuggets. And he was the Denver's all-time leader in Nuggets, leader in blocks. 
And then he worked in an executive with the Trailblazers and the Kings. And he won a couple of awards in college, but wasn't really an all-star in the NBA. But he finished with over 7,777 points, 6,995 rebounds, and 1,535 blocks. Rest in peace to him. He passed away at 65. Rest in peace to Bill Reed, a member of the group The Tokens who sing The Lion Sings Tonight. Rest in peace to him. And rest in peace to Major League Baseball pitcher Joe Horlin, who played for the White Sox and at the end pitched for the A's. He was an all-star in 1967, won a World Series his last season with the A's, and led the league in ERA in 67 when he was an all-star and pitched a no-hitter. So being a huge White Sox fan, it affects me because I'm a White Sox fan, but my family as well because my father got to meet him and get his autograph, and he was a very good pitcher for the White Sox, as I mentioned, with a no-hitter, leader, ERA, and all-star. And when he, after he pitched... He uh, played in the a senior league as well, and he passed away due to complications from Alzheimer's at the age of 84. Rest in peace to Joe Horland. Now let's get some hap- some happier you know people who have passed away. But in baseball, reliever Tony Watson has retired at the age of 36. The lefty specialist who made an All-Star team in 2014 when he started his career with the Pirates. Then when the Pirates, how they usually are, just trade away good players. He spent the rest of 2017 with the Dodgers, then went to the Giants for a few years, then he went to the Angels and back to the Giants, and he most recently, as they played with the Giants, but he decided to retire. I thought maybe as a lefty special age 36, he would continue to play, but happy trails to him. He finished with 570 strikeouts, a 290 arena, winning record of 47-29. Happy trails to Jake Arrieta, passed away at 30, uh, retired at age 36, not passed away, excuse me. He played for the Orioles for about couple of years then he went to the Cubs Phillies back to the Cubs last season and the Padres last season he had his best season when he was with the Cubs in 2016 where he then went to win the World Series with them because he's a big part of that rotation with John Lester was the all-star won a silver slugger and pitched a no-hitter and in the previous season he won the Cy Young and led the league in wins the last game that I saw him in was when he was on the Padres and he couldn't get anybody out and he got hurt and I remember when I was a younger kid go younger person I went to the baseball card store in the early 2000s and I'm early 2010s. And I'm like, eh, Jake Arrieta, he's an injured minor league player with the Orioles. I don't need to buy his card. Little did I know that he'd go to the Cubs and have a good couple of year run as a pitcher, and then they'd of course make the card more expensive. So it is all said and done. When you retire and you have a bronze medal in 2008 and a gold medal in 2006, all star appearance, a silver slugger, a Cy Young, pitching two no hitters and leading the league in wins and then winning a World Series, not a bad career for a guy who thought everybody thought he was a failure when he was with the Orioles. He did finish with 115 wins and 93 losses, so winning record. 398 ERAs, uh, just pushing four, and 1,400 strikeouts, not bad. And uh, in some baseball news that I want to get to before I forget, all eight active Roberto Clemente winners will now have the option to wear the number 21 in their hat throughout the rest of their careers. It's like the Walter Payton Award in the NFL, you're allowed to wear the patch on your jersey. So that includes Carlos Carrasco of the Mets, Nelson Cruz, who's down in the Nationals, Clayton Kershaw on the Dodgers, Danny McCutcheon, who's playing for Milwaukee Brewers this year, both Yadi Molina Albert Pujols, who are playing for the Cardinals, along with their teammate Adam Wainwright, and Anthony Rizzo, who plays for the Yankees. And some eligibility tiebreakers I just need to get to. They basically were going to go how they face each other head-to-head, then they'll look how they fent in other divisions. Then they got to look in their own divisions. Then they look at the last half of interleague games and the last half of interleague games plus... And then plus one and accounting until the tie is broken. So there's a lot of uh, weird rules there. And then they announced in NBA the all-75 Euro team, as they mentioned it. 
and I can get this. Pau Gasol definitely deserves to be on that team. So does Dirk Nowitzki and Tony Parker. So does Pages Stojakovic, Arvidas Sabonis, Drajan Petrovic, Tony Kukoc. What I don't like is them having active players. Having Giannis, who, yeah, he's been good, but, like, what if he slips on a banana peel and he never plays again? Same thing with Luka Doncic and also Nikola Jokic. Like, they're good players now, but I honestly would not put them as all-time great when it's all said and done, maybe, but not right now. Football news. Derek Carr signed a three-year deal to stay with the Raiders. Extension. They have to because you got Russell Wilson, Patrick Mahomes, and and, uh, Justin Herbert. You need to have a good quarterback there. Quarterback Stevenson is staying with the uh, Stephen Nelson. Excuse me, staying with Texans. Deshaun Elliott is going to staying with Detroit. Defensive end Kamaki Tars is going to the 49ers. Geno Smith is back with Seattle, so he's going to compete with Drew Locke. And uh, the, and Sammy Watkins going to Green Bay because we were saying, wow, Green Bay lost all their good receivers, so now they got an injury-prone wide receiver. AJ Green staying in Arizona. Matt Gay staying with the Rams. Stephon Gilmore is going to the Colts. So Colts, how to make the playoffs? with the moves of getting Matt Ryan. So getting Stephon Gilmore to the defense is a good idea. Brandon Kemp is going to the Colts, and Travis Howard's going to the Rams. James Shaughnessy is going to the Bears. The Bears should have picked up recently Ryan Griffin, and now they had Shaughnessy. You have Cole Komet. I'm not sure if Jimmy Graham's still in a contract or Jesse James is, but the Bears don't need to be signing veteran tight ends from crappy teams. It makes no sense. Denzel Ward's on a five-year, 70, uh, $71 million deal. Cleveland is trying to lock their player up because he's one of the best got corners in the league. So, yeah, that five-year deal, man, for all that money, it's well-deserved because he's one of the best players in the league. So, yeah, five-year, $100.5 sanction. And then Dwayne Washington stayed in New Orleans. Boykin got cut by the Ravens, got picked up by the Steelers, though. Interesting on your division. Tyler Huntley staying in Baltimore because, you know, he's similar game to Lamar Jackson. You could have backups that are similar. Sheldon Day and Stephen Wernie going to the Browns like Jamarcus Bradley and Mike Dunn. They're all staying there in Cleveland. Mel Kuyper, because he's not vaccinated again, big-time person in media, not vaccinated, he won't be doing the draft from person. And Adam Schefter's his high school, his college, our son's graduation. So Mort and, and Greenberg are going to be doing it. Coverage for, you know, hosting and reporting. And they're going to have different ultimate casts, like on different days and different things with some of the college experts. And the match announced that they're not having any golfers or even Steph Curry, who was a really good golfer. Tony Romo was a good golfer. They're going to have Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers on one team versus Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen. I really don't get it. There's not much personality between all those guys. And it's just all the quarterbacks. You think it's interesting when you actually have golfers like Phil Mickelson or Tiger Woods or somebody or having guys like Charles Barkley who's entertaining and does a lot of golfing even though he's bad. That makes no sense there. Wide receiver Old May Zach Itch is going Zach is going to Atlanta. And wide receiver Ashton Dolan's going to the Colts. And Marcus Allen, the cornerback, is going to Pittsburgh. And wide receiver John Jensen's going to Wait. Oh, and, and the offensive lineman Daniel Bursting, they're going Brunskill are both going to 49ers, and John Wolford staying with the Rams. And in basketball news, John Moran is the first guard to ever lead the league at points. That's cool for him. And uh, this is the first time in 50 years since the ABA merger, NBA merger, that both Spurs and Lakers did not make the playoffs. That's an interesting thing. And... Um, 
The Vipers have won the G League Championship, and if you're not under that, that is the Houston Rockets uh, G League affiliate. If you remember, Gerald Green was working as a coach, but decided to unretire and play because he wanted to go back to the league. Well, he got an opportunity to win a W W uh, G League, you know, the WN, excuse me, NBA G League Championship. So that's cool for him. Pels are the first team to ever be 0 13 or 1 12 to make the playoffs. Actually, the fourth time, excuse me. So that's interesting, because yeah, we thought they were dead without without the without having. Zion Williamson played, but that, that trade of C.J. McCollum really helped him out because C.J. McCollum has never once in his whole entire career missed a playoff, even when Portland is a bottom-tier playoff team or, or in the bubble or in the playing game, so that's a cool statistic there. And LaMelo Ball said he doesn't want to be number two to anybody else. So after playing the league for two years, being a rookie all-star and a regular all-star, he's like, you know what? I'm going to change my number to number one. That's weird. An in, in, interesting NBA Having players 20 or younger to score in the same night in the playoffs. Jordan Poole with 30, Maxi with 38, John Moran with 32, and Anthony Edwards with 36. The first time ever, which is pretty cool. Hawks get John Collins back, which is good. Durant has now got eighth most points in playoff history. Congratulations to him. Golden State Warriors announced having a golden entertainment company to do basketball programs and movies. That's pretty interesting. Congratulations to Johnny Gaudreau having 100 points in a season. The first USA-born player besides Patrick Kane to do that in a long time. So congratulations to him. Baseball news. Uh, there's going to be a Nolan Ryan documentary coming out called Facing Nolan. That's going to be cool because he's one of the greatest pitchers ever. Peacock is announcing they're going to do the MLB games on Sunday, and they're calling it leadoff, so that's interesting. John Smoltz will no longer work at MLB Network due to not being vaccinated. Another person not being vaccinated. And um, Dallas Keuchel has won his 100th career game. Congratulations to him. Stephen Kwan, because he loves reaching base, actually is taking a base with him everywhere on the plane, so that's pretty interesting. YouTube TV is coming back with games next month, for those who are fans of that. And it's now 3-7 start with Yadi Molina catching Adam Wainwright, their third all-time. That is really cool. Unfortunately, Brandon Nimmo, Mark Canna, Mitch Haniger, Jed Lowry, Chad Pinder, AJ Pook, Kevin Pilecki, Trevino, Snead, Alan Vasquez, Aruz, all uh, tested positive went on the COVID list. Congratulations to Josh Hader. He's 100 career saves. I don't know if he's ever going to get to 400 because it took him a bit of time, but that'd be really cool. And last Friday night, if Phils were looking for a Philadelphia Phillies game, you weren't able to find it because the Flyers' hockey season is still going and the Sixers are in the playoffs, so the only way to get it is on the internet. So that is really stupid. They can't find a way to show the other team. Bad, sad news here, Buck Martinez is stepping away from the broadcast booth doing an announcement that he's going to battle in cancer. He has been a player, a coach, an executive, and a broadcaster for years with the Toronto Blue Jays. He's very synonymous with them, so hopefully he gets healthy and he can um, come back as soon as possible. Tanner Houck of the Red Sox is not vaccinated, so he's unable to go to Canada, so he's going to miss the start, which doesn't help the Red Sox. They got some Red pitchers on the disabled list. The... Rangers have not have gotten their blue and red jerseys due to supply chain with Nike, so they're only wearing their grays and white. So those who are watching Rangers games and wondering why they're only wearing grays and white, it's because of the supply chain. They don't have their their jerseys. Matt Vaskersian is calling Angels games remotely, and his color commentator is also calling it remotely, and he thinks it's bad because he's missing home run calls. They're not on the same page. Because I don't get this, as I mentioned in previous podcasts, I, Matt Vaskirchen, you're the voice of MLB Network's premier games, MLB The Show, used to do Sunday Night Baseball. 
You don't need to be the local Angels broadcaster. Let someone else call it all the time. You can be the national guy. You can be the video game guy or even a fill-in. But it's stupid that you and your color commentator are not in the same room with each other. And you're calling for monitors. It's not the height of the pandemic. It's not even last year. It just makes no sense. And I agree. That's just stupid. But it's also stupid that he needs to be calling all these games. And uh, for those who are interested in jersey number information, Jet McNeil switched from number six to number one this year to let Starling Marte, the all-star, come in. And it's reported that Starling Marte has given him a Rolex, which I find interesting because that's always a thing to do when you want to give up your number to a veteran. Albert Pujols is now homered off 442 pitchers. The only person with more is Barry Bonds, who has hit 449 off different pitchers. And that's more because Bonds played forever. Pujols is still playing in his early 40s. That sort of statistic of homering off of that many people, that's where I'm just like, yeah, that's not like the most amazing statistic possible, but yes. Some baseball news that I find interesting. Kyle Freeland has signed an extension. He is one of the best Rocky pitchers, and he's pretty young, so that's a good idea for them to keep him. The Brewers traded Dustin Peden to the Phillies as well. And for me personally, Angels select Kenny Rosenberg. He's the next one of the next Jewish baseball players in baseball. Ross Deltlier signed a minor deal with the Reds, and Derek Jeter signed a minor league deal with the Yankees. For those who are interested in what they're doing, bad news for the Astros. They moved Lance McCullough to the 60-day DL, so he's not going to be back for a while. And uh, Mariners acquired Riley O'Brien. And bad news for the Orioles. John Means got a 60-day DL. That is their best pitcher for them to lose him to the 60-day DL. And the Rays acquired Javi Guerra from the Padres. I'm surprised the Padres did that, but they, you know, they tried him as a reliever and a starter, but he was designated for assignment. But the, definitely the Rays do need pitching, so that really helps them out. And uh, Blaine Hardy has gone over, gone to pitch in the independent baseball for those who are interested. And uh, Sandy Leone has signed a minor deal with the Reds. And the Nationals claim Josh Palacios off the from the waivers from the Blue Jays. And the Nationals are promoting Donovan Casey. And Brian Reynolds agrees to a two-year deal to avoid arbitration with the Pirates. And the Sox signed Scott Blewett to minor league deal, which is a very interesting name to have. And bad news for the A's is Delios Guerrero is going to undergo Tommy John surgery as well. And for the Braves, Luke Jackson is also going under Tommy John surgery as well. And the Brewers trade Jamie Westbrook to the Tigers. And, uh, yeah, so that's a lot of baseball news there that's happened. And let me get to some entertainment news here. Robin Wright and Ray Weinstone and Nick Robinson are going to be in Damsel. Lee Travers is going to be in Small Light. And uh, they're adding this Jody Bal- Bal- uh, Balfour to Ted Lasso. Jesse L. Martin's going to be in a new show called Irrational, so he's not going to be in Flash going forward. So... I understand they kept writing him out in less and less episodes, made his new wife more important, made his daughter more important, made his grandchildren more important. That's the thing there. CBS announced they're bringing back Saturday Night Movies as well. And this Queer as Folk is going to Peacock. For those who are interested, Life as Beth got renewed for season 2 at Hulu. Kristen Stewart's going to Love Isles Bleeling. And the Sanaa Wells is joining, the Sanaa Walls is joining White Man Can Jump, being the black guy in the movie, in the, in the show, Ted. They add Scott Grimes and and to be to the cast, and Selma Hayek is replacing Thoughty Newsom in the in the Magic Mike movie. 
I knew that Scott Grimes could be Atticus. He and Seth MacFarlane are buddies. You know, you get American Dad, you get Orville, things like that. Ed Harris, Vanessa and Hudgens are going to a thing called Downtown Owl. Frank Langlella's fired due to, like, misconduct on the show that he was in, full of phage, uh, f- full of Usher. Neil Patrick Harris is joining a Broadway production of Into the Woods. Making the Cut was renewed for season three at Amazon. IMV TV has changed her name to Amazon Leave 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 Amazon Fleave. So it's just an interesting thing. The Victoria Justice is going to join Tudor. Hulu is making a Sammy Davis program. Christopher Lloyd is going to come back on the Connors. Ravi Amell is joining this thing called The Witcher. Levi Miller is joining Kraken because there are a lot of people joining this Kraken thing. Neo is the only person I know joining this thing called Pack. Greta Gerwig is uh, adding. Hoffrey Hart to the Barbie pro movie that's adding all these people. Terry Perlow, for those who are fans of her, she was just in The Big Leap. She's going to be on NCIS. And Ben Rapford. And, uh, and a few other people. Henry Golding. And Adam in this, uh, excuse me, Ben Rapport is joining Adam Eve. And Henry Golding is going to be in this Downtown Owl as well. Ron Perl, uh, Ray Perlman and Scott Evans are going to be in Barbie, which again weird. And um, they're adding 13 more characters to this Gilder Age type of TV show, along with this Kinsley Bernard dude. And KJ Apa and Isabel May have been casted at the Wonder Twins. I love AJ KJ Apa, and I've seen him in plenty of movies, good movies, bad movies. He's always going to be Archie to me, so it's going to be interesting that he's going to be in this Wonder Twins movie. And Olivia Thurby is joining Oppenmeyer. And John Baptiste, who is a musician, is joining Color Purple. So I don't get that. Ramon Ramirez is joining Will Wilt Rent. And Tariq and Talik, excuse me, The Talk was renewed for third season of CBS for those who are fans of that show. Proud Family's new revival on the streaming site has been renewed for second season. And Basketball Housewives renewed for season 10. Robert Wisdom is joining Accused. Goldberg's got renewed for season 10. I don't understand why. That show is still on the air, but it's whatever. And this Adam McCarthy person or Andrew McCarthy person, I don't know who this person is. He has joined The Resident as a, as a reoccurring character for the end of the season. I don't, you know, know who this person is that's joining the show. But, uh, yeah, Andrew McCarthy, excuse me, I don't know who this person is. Kevin Bacon and Farrah McKenzie are going to be in this thing called Leave the World to... To be heard, this Farrah McKenzie is on United States of Al, but I think that show will be canceled, so that gives her something else to do. For the fans of Big Mouth, they got renewed for Season 7 along with the spinoff Season 2. Nancy Travis from Last Man of Standing is joined Ordinary Angel. Omari Hybrick and Kelly Rowan are joined this thing called Fantasy Football. And F. Murray Abraham is out of Mythic Quest for those who are fans of that. And Ben Affleck's going to direct and be in this thing called uh, this project from Nike with his buddy Matt Damon, which does not surprise me as well. Now let me get to the, the final two television reviews that I've wanted to get to for a while. One is called Endgame, which is on NBC, sorry, Marina Baccarin, and she always has a knack to playing bad guys. People that I just don't like, Stargate, V, people know her as girlfriend in Deadpool, and Leslie Tompkins on Gotham, and I'm just saying, like, this show... As good as she can be as an actress and being a bad person and a bad and playing a bad person, she can't save a show when the writing is horrible. Some of the acting's horrible. It's a lot of cliche things. My roommate who 
was in the military, private security, goes, they're holding weapons, or that's not how they talk, or how they do, or how they do things. It's very cliche, like, 80s type of thing. People that work, the people that are working for the FBI don't seem realistic that they actually work for the FBI. And it's just doesn't make the most sense in the world that this show is on the air and it's going to get renewed because they were canceled as i'm going to remember you manifest which was flawed good girls which i don't watch but people loved it in the exorian place of zoe and they just canceled ordinary joe so your question like huh that's three or four interesting enough show this is not great because no offense to ryan michelle bathay i know her from recently being on all rise as a friend of the main character she also was in This Is Us as a reoccurring character. Then she was on Boston Legal. It's the only thing that's like very serious for her. And I'm just like, yeah. I can't take her seriously. Her hair looks weird. And I'm just thinking to myself, like, what in the world is going on with, with this person? How they wear scarves. And like Noah Bean, I, he has got a super punchable face. And it's just like... He doesn't seem that realistic as a field agent. The people that are pulling all the strings in the government, they make him look stupid and it's not realistic. And this whole cat and mouse game where it's like, you know what? Let's have it where the the only people that know what's going on are Marina Baccarin's character and the, the government agent that she's purposely all the notes are for. And they play in this cat and mouse game because she's been going after this person for years. So she knows her better than anybody else. And I'm just like, yeah. I. It's just not realistic. And it's, you know, there's been a lot of FBI cat and mouse game. This time it is with a South American woman pretending to have this heavy Russian accent, Marina Baccarin, where you can't understand what the heck she's saying. And you got, you know, this woman who has been in a lot of roles. And so it's just not good. And then you have it where her husband's working for the bad guy and they think and they demoted her and they don't trust her, but she's the one that actually knows what she's doing. So maybe they start listening to her. They're real, this, the whole point is like, so corruption in the world and this person's evil and this is person bad and they're trying to show it. And I'm just like, I get it. It's interesting. And they wear these face masks. I'm like, how can they see? There's no holes in there. It looks really stupid. And it's interesting in the cat and mouse game and see how it ends with the you know, hijacking of these banks and all the other things. So it's, there's some intrigue to the show and whatnot. And then they oh, they just seem pretty clueless. And Agent Flowers, who's played by Jordan Hine, by Jonathan Jonathan Hines, I'm a fan because he was on Blind Spot and they killed off his character prematurely. And I watched the Canadian show at least one season of it when NBC showed it last year, Nurse It. So I'm glad that he's on the show. He's a nice guy. He's redeemable. But he doesn't seem realistic as an actual field agent. He's more of a tech guy behind the scenes. And so I'm saying if you want to watch a real worthwhile show about the FBI, check out CBS on Tuesday nights. They show three FBI shows in a row. That's where you want to get the FBI shows. If you want to go back and watch other FBI shows like Blind Spot, etc., you can go and do that. I would pull the show from the airwaves quickly because you can just show a bunch of game shows at reality TV. It doesn't need to matter. The only reason to keep it on the air is because we want to see how far this will go. But in the, in the meantime, it's just, eh, I don't know what's going on. It's not a show you want to spend your time watching. It's not that great. The show that's really good is All-American Homecoming. It's basically the same writers, producers make it about kids on college and HBCUs. So it's college life. They're living on their own. It's about a tennis, tennis players, baseball players. Some people play other sports. But that's the difference. It's, so it's like pretty much the same template show 
really good writing. The only issue that I have is Simone wasn't a main character in All American in All American until she told Jordan, "Oh, this could be your baby," and he fell for it. But then they got married, and it's basically you're not a main character till later on in a show. Then you're like the the girl of the main one of the main characters, and the show's about you going off to college to be with your aunt, who's a journaling professor. That you're trying to go back to tennis, and I'm just like, okay, cool. It's it that's it's I that's the only thing because I'm I'm more of a fan of a spinoff when it's actually like people that I you know care about. But still, I like the fact that it's about baseball and it, and them saving baseball and a black with black kids because the percentage of baseball is very low and there's not as many black players. And I do like it that the guys from Chicago. He turned on an offer to go Major League Baseball to go to college to be the coach he wants. And his best friend's his catcher, and that's really cool. And he wears White Sox hats, and I really like that. Then they decided to have Cam, who was a football player and All-American, happen to go to this school, so it's good to see a familiar face. The coach is pretty cool, the baseball coach. The aunt is pretty cool. And then they have, you know, the dean of students, like the president of the campus, his daughter, goes to the school there and she's like in charge of the campus they have their gay friends so that's a token one so that they got to do that because that's how it is and yeah it's been pretty cool because the president Leonard Roberts I've seen him before in many other shows and it's just like yeah it's pretty cool this show because it's about baseball and it's got tennis it's got all these things and I'm like yeah I really like this the thing I don't like is Camila Hyde I really despise their character in Katie Keene but since they're familiar with her from Katie Keene they're like yeah, let's make you play the same despicable role that nobody likes as the woman who's in charge of the tennis team. So I like it. It's really good. The acting's good. It's pretty much the same. So if you like that other show, you're going to like this. Everything about it is pretty much the same. It's the same people running it, so it's not going to be bad. As I mentioned, the only thing is Simone's on a character I really want the show to be focused on. But this will be one of the spinoffs that will be probably the most successful spinoffs because how much it resembles the other. It's not them trying to get a cash cow with all the NCISs, all the law and orders, you name it, just so, which have a spinoff, just have a spinoff, like Walker's going to get a spinoff, Supernatural, like, some shows, they just go, let's have a spinoff, just, just cause, this one is really good, it deserves it, because my only critique is maybe take one of the football players that went to school with either Jordan or, you know, Spencer, like maybe JJ or somebody else, and show where they live on campus and what they're doing, instead of it where now, in that show, they all go to the same college, Jordan and Spencer. Ooh, okay, that's not as realistic as it, it's supposed to be, but still, if you critique the show with this being Matt Simone and what they're doing now with how they're doing it in the actual show, this is probably the best one-hour show that came out this spring because I mentioned Good Sam, horrible medical show, and for right now, CBS doesn't have any other one-hour shows. And NBC, we already I already mentioned how bad... The sitcoms Grand Crew, Endgame, and American Auto were. And I also mentioned how ABC, both times, man, I mean both sitcoms, it was the Wonder Years remake and Abbott Elementary being the best two shows. ABC has not shown a new show yet. Oh, they did. They, uh, they showed the, The show about wine, now, like that show. That show was not really good. So they, you know, that's a really bad one. They got pulled off the air after four episodes. And Naomi is one of the worst shows I've ever watched, but it's CW, so they renew everything. And with Fox, both pivoting and Welcome to Flatch, not great sitcoms. The Cleaning Lady surprised me of being renewed because it's not a great show. 
to begin with. But yeah, for those who are looking for a quality show, you should watch All American Homecoming. And you should also watch Abbott Elementary on ABC. Nothing new on CBS and NBC has been good. And, nothing, and only the sitcoms on ABC have been good. And that, that's, that's the issue is with these things. Yeah, Promised Land was so bad it got taken off the air after four episodes. But again, rest in peace to everybody who passed away. Happy trails, everybody retired. Buck Martinez and everyone else who's dealing with some illnesses right now, cancer. Hopefully they all get better. Remember, On the Radar is the name of this podcast, but also my YouTube channel where you can get my weekly baseball observations, my movie review. Radar4428 is the blogger handle. It's also my Twitter handle. On the Radar Entertainment blog is the Facebook page where you get everything. Celebrity birthdays, links to everything, all the news. And on the RadarMedia.com is my website. And as always, on the radar, get it wherever you get it, Apple, Google, Spotify. This is episode 131 for On the Radar Entertainment Blog. Excuse me, for On the Radar Podcasting. I'm Radar, as we always talk about local and national sports and pop culture as well. See you guys next time, and always have be safe out there.